Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. All right, welcome inside the freshest edition of the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks for being with us. You can always catch the PGP on iTunes under Permission Granted Podcast. On the regular DA show feed, which is obviously DA on CBS, just search that. And on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The DA Show, we always tweet this out as well. And we remind you that you should be watching the show, watchda.com, because at watchda.com, you get an unfiltered look at The Da Show. And Mraz joins me now. I bring this up because today on the show, we're taping (laughs) this on Wednesday morning, you had to dump me and... Hey, what are you doing? I didn't think that was that big a deal. You did well for the record. For those who listen on the radio, said you did not curse. No, but you hinted that there might have been some shenanigans for other cast members of CBS Sports Radio, if you will. I won't name names, but when we first started doing overnights, mm-hmm. there was a show in the evenings that some <laughs> hinted at that they would have a few beers before they they did the show. And Correct. I. If I'm not mistaken, that's basically been confirmed by those that have worked on the show. In fact, I'm not even certain the people that hosted the show would even deny that. Uh, Maybe not, but I did not witness them personally do it. So rather than get anybody in trouble or have questions asked, I felt it was my best interest as a team player to dump it out and not let it go over the airwaves, especially for bosses to hear. You were not a team player because you hear these other people say this. And you let it fly, and you rely on this DA stream to get all the unfiltered stuff you want out there, out there. You love, let's be honest about one thing. Whether it was this incident or incidents in the past, including Art Garfunkel, you love the fact that there's no dump on the DA stream. I love it. It's raw. You eat it up. It's unfiltered. It's Aaron Barkle. It's all (laughs) those things, man. It's so raw because you can curse on there and there's no dump. I can say things and there's no dump. So if you're watching at watchda.com, you heard me say this. That didn't make it out over the radio because Mraz had scaredy cat fingers and said, oh, we, we, we don't want any problems from the higher-ups. We don't want the bosses coming down on us. I'm just trying to be a team player. Here's the bottom line. I don't want to field any questions. I don't want bosses coming into the studios or during a break and asking me, what was DA talking about? What show was he talking about? And then what I'm going to have to do is make one of two decisions. 
admit that I know something's up, or B, throw you under the bus and say, well, talk to DA. I don't know what he's talking about. And then both ways, I look like a loser. So the best way to accomplish this is just to hit the dump button. Nobody's worse for wear. If you're watching a watch DA, you got the little subtle jab in there, and everybody lives happily ever after. Let's see how well you know me. We've been working together for five years. Uh-huh. If our boss came into the door and said, hey, well, what'd you guys just have to dump? And uh-huh. you said... Because DA suggested one of the shows might have been doing a few beers or drinks before they went on the air. And he would have said, well, who does DA mean? And you would have said, well, talk to DA. Uh-huh. Do you think I would have named names of the boss? No. Wrong. I would have. Oh, come on. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. I would have because I'm pretty sure it's not a secret around here. <sighs> now, if you had embezzled money... If you, well, this is probably a bad example considering the carton situation, but if there was. (laughs) (laughs) As we taped this 15 feet from where he sat. So if, but if there was a situation that you were like, hey, nobody can know about this. Yeah, I'm a good soldier. I'm a good friend. I'm not going to just go and offer that information. But I'm pretty certain everybody within management, which is why that show doesn't exist anymore, knew the shenanigans. I would. I don't know if they knew to all the extents. I mean, there were other incidents that happened at nighttime that, that slipped through the cracks here that only if you were listening to a certain show at a certain time you knew about the lost tapes hashtag. But I would say that there are, are people from said show still around in some in prominent roles that have had other questionable incidents in the clubhouse, if you will, that I don't think they need more uh, leaked out. Especially in the midst of a, uh, a CBS radio sale to Entercom, I just I'm trying to cover everybody's bases. I'm the ultimate team guy. I'm, I'm not a rat, as they say. You're definitely not an ultimate team guy. No, I, you know what? Not. You just admitted to being a rat. I'm not a rat. Snitches get stitches. I'm I'm admitting that I would tell the bosses. I'm I'm a direct guy. You ask me a question, you're going to get an answer for something that I think is pretty much. Public knowledge. But what you may think is public knowledge may not actually be public knowledge. It might not, but then they shouldn't have gone around bragging about it. Oh, see, you're blaming the other people there. They were bragging. Did you know they- You know what? If you tell the truth there, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, you get labeled as somebody who can't know the dirty secrets of this place. Don't you want to be able to know the dirty secrets? No, you tell me what you... I don't care. I, I, <laughs> I really don't care. See about me, the- I love the juice. You love the juice. I can't get enough of the you juice. You live on the juice. I live on the juice. You live on the gossip. I live on the gossip, but I won't run and tell bosses the gossip. Only confined uh, confidants. So I brought this up because we were talking about Josh Gordon, and Josh Gordon this week admitted in GQ that he used to drink before every game and or get high before every game. And I just find that terrifying. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously your kind of life is on the line when you go onto the football field with defensive backs and linebackers looking to demolish you as i can now attest right so i'm just like boy imagine being in danger on the field i mean think about some of the hits wide receivers take Uh and being drunk like you would be in such peril all the time so i couldn't believe that and when i was uh, a young broadcaster this is probably when i was in my early 20s halloween happened on a thursday night i believe and on Thursday night, we had a big outing, me and a bunch of my friends. And we all went out to a Halloween party that night, and we were doing the morning show. And so we woke up the next day, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's obviously like 4.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'm still kind of buzzed. <laughs> and I got to go on the air and, like, do takes. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrible. I was petrified. I, 
And I was so paranoid going on the air, getting through that first segment. I finally kind of like cleared my head going into the second segment. But I remember the fear, and I said, I'll never do this again, ever. You'll, I mean, I might have a beer at dinner or two beers at dinner or whatever, but I will never get drunk the night before a show. So I just can't believe, A, Josh Gordon would be drunk on the football field, or B, there would be radio hosts that felt like it would be better to get loaded before they went on the air. Maybe it was better to get loaded before they went on the air. I would agree. Could I think you the, imagine? I think the scariest part for Josh Gordon is the fact that he was so damn good, too. Yeah, imagine him being sober. Yeah, imagine not after the Jameson shots what he would have looked like. But I agree. You know, not me. See, again, I'm a warrior. I'll come injured. I will never come drunk. But I don't think you would be very paranoid being drunk here at the station. A lot of people probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference, to be fair. That's a good point. You know? That's, see, that's the way. You live with that kind of personality. Next thing you know, you're bombed. Nobody knows the difference. So you're saying that's a good thing. Maybe. <laughs> Could you ever come to the show now that we're doing mornings? We're doing nights or, well, overnights. There was, when you go on the air at 2 a.m., hey, there could have been a night that you were drunk. Possibly, but I never did. You know how many St. Patty's days I missed out on working overnights and nights? Yes, two. <laughs> well, no, four. I didn't do it at night either. Oh, okay. So four. Yeah, but the point is you just, you be a professional. That's what I've taught myself. Just be a professional. There was an... Uh, Thanksgiving. I worked Thanksgiving morning one overnight year. So I think I know where you're going with this. So one of the overnight years, I worked Thanksgiving morning, and I'm like, this is fine. I'm going to be done by 6 a.m. I'll uh, go up to my parents' house, and I'll probably get a little sleep in. I'll probably get up there like 7.30, 8 o'clock, nobody on the roads Thanksgiving morning, and I'll crash until about noon, 1 o'clock, wake up, and then head over to our aunt and uncle's house for Thanksgiving. Number one, that was the worst idea ever because I was dragging ass the whole day. There's no way because we used to sleep coming home at 8 a.m. until like maybe 3. Right. But waking up at noon and then trying to go to Thanksgiving dinner, I was a zombie. It was the worst. I wasn't even that hungry. I mean, it was hell on earth. So terrible idea. But also one of the the producers who's no longer here anymore, part-time guy, uh, was he came in after that night's drinking to produce one of the other shows uh, in the building. I think the morning show. Maybe the morning Which show. Which is pretty ironic. So he went out, and Thanksgiving Eve is a huge night out. So I'm coming to work at 1 a.m. He's coming back from the bars at 1 a.m. I share an elevator with him. This guy is six sheets to the wind, bleary-eyed, reeking of booze, can't keep his eyes open, and swaying back and forth. And they go, you're going to produce a radio show coming up here? So apparently he, like, passed out under a desk for a couple of hours. Got to get the shut eye in. And I said, I'll never let this guy produce. I'll never work with him ever again, ever. If he was ever on the sh shift sheet, I would say, no, get him out of here. Now out of radio, driving for Uber. Well, Could be not, scary. Uh, so he's not drinking and doing that, too. You would hope not, yes. But so that guy had no fear. No fear. Some people just don't care. You ha either you care or you don't. There's a line in the sand. I care. I do a lot of stupid things. Getting drunk before a show I could never do. So that brings us to you nicknaming and coining yourself the warrior. I mean, sometimes nicknames just fit like a glove, and this one seems to fit this week. I'm sure everybody knows this by now, but uh, number one, you suffered what you say is a concussion on Sunday. How many Sunday's times are you going to say what you day? say? Well, because you're not officially diagnosed by anybody. You just said you had a headache. I Are you kidding me? I went to, now I've been to two 
separate doctor appointments, and a CAT scan. I was officially diagnosed. Ed Tiki gave me the NFL test out here. Well, what was the NFL test? He, you know, a lot of moving the eyes back and forth and all that, and he said, absolutely, you got one. Oh, my God. How did he know? He know. He's had his bell rung. Yeah, but you you were still suffering it 24 hours later, and he could tell? Yeah. Yeah, I was Because dazed. what, your eyes couldn't follow his yeah, my, finger? Uh, I forgot exactly. I already see a memory loss. I'm forgetting oh, what happened. on. Yeah, I what is you, so I don't understand what is so hard to believe because you love love to squeeze attention out of everything. You know what I don't and love? Blo- My head hurting and blowing things out of proportion. You love it. No, so I don't. You suffered an injury in Sunday's this is so game. So comical in Sunday's game. You were somehow in flag football. You hit your head on a shoulder, even though there are no shoulder pads used. Even though this which no, makes it worse. There's no contact, so. You were coming across the middle, you put your head down, and you landed in the shoulder of the linebacker. I got pushed by a defender behind trying to break up a pass that came away. That I held on to, by the way. And as I got pushed, I got pushed forward to a guy coming at me to grab my flag, and he was bent down to grab my flag. And I went almost like on a 90-degree angle, head to his shoulder, and it bounced back into the other guy. And I got up, and I I had to be picked up by the left tackle. It was a bad scene. You held on to the ball. Caught the ball. Caught the ball. Didn't get in the end zone. In the blowout loss. In the blowout loss. And so four catches, buck forty five. Do you play a buck forty five? No, it's more not. like nine yards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so did you play after that hit? Uh, I did. I stayed in for the next play. We scored a touchdown on after I caught the ball. And <clears throat> when I got back to the bench, I was like a little dazed, but I wasn't even thinking concussion. I'm like, wow, it's weird. Like my head's killing me. I thought I just got my bell rung, and I went back in for what would be our final series. <laughs> And I went to run one route, and like it almost felt like I was on like a like an amusement park or like a carousel or something like that. Like I just got like twisted around. Finally, I looked up. I'm like, this game's at. I gotta sit down. Something's up here. And I went home. I drank a little orange juice. You drove I, home. I drove home. Took you know, drank a little orange juice. Sat down. Went to watch a little pregame show. Brain food. And I got like nauseous. And I'm like, okay, N- you know, now something's not right. So I had a family member take me up for the uh, the old CT scan. Did they? Who was this? Uh, my sister. Did she believe that you had suffered, or did she know that you like to? Ig- I got a. I got a lot of. Are you sure? It's before yeah. we get in the car. Are right. you sure? Right. Are you sure? And we went, and that's what they said. And they told me. You know, the doctor said so she told you, me. So you go in. You like to exaggerate. You go in. Your sister doesn't believe you. Danielle, have you? Did you tell Danielle? I did, but she was actually out at a chocolate fest. With one of her friends. She probably didn't believe you either. No. She just said, make okay. sure make sure Jay's all right. So do you... The dog. Right. So are you seeing a theme here? I don't believe you. Your sister doesn't believe you. Your wife doesn't believe you. And you go, come on! Why did you... No. You don't believe me because you think I'm an over-exaggerator in life. They didn't believe me because I was playing flag football and they've never seen somebody get a concussion playing flag football. Uh, I would agree with that. And I would. I am not arguing that either. Which, again, poses the question... I didn't plan on getting a concussion. I wouldn't play flag football if I knew concussions were realistic every time out there. I've played since 2003 and never witnessed anybody get a concussion. It was a freak accident and a freak injury. Bottom line is this, though. The doctor said, you got to take it easy for a couple days. Did he say, yes, you have a concussion? Yes. Through the CAT scan, definite concussion. But that was Tuesday. No, 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 no. Sunday, Sunday you took Sunday, a CAT scan? Yes. I was diagnosed with that. They wanted me to come back Tuesday for the follow-up. I was waiting on the time of the appointment, so I'm going to be later. Follow up just to make sure that nothing else had happened. I was progressing, no brain bleeds, which I guess happens in the NFL all the time. The team doctors check up. That's why they call it concussion protocol. <laughs> I was in concussion protocol. So yeah. <sighs> it's just so stupid. It's so, not stupid. It's so stupid. 
So then on Monday, you come to work. Yes. So you're okay to come to work. You're okay to book guests, to do a show sheet, to right. get reads in front of me. To I got through work. It wasn't like my limbs were blown off. Everything was a little <laughs> fuzzy, but I knew what was going on. The lights were hurting my head. But I pushed through. You know why? Because Sunday are people's days off, and I don't want to have the people to get coverage or all that being rattled. So I said, you know what? As long as I can get there because I take a train and I don't drive, I'll be fine. And I was fine. But it didn't mean my head wasn't pounding and throbbing the whole time. So you had a headache all of Monday show. All of Monday show. And I felt like I was like in a honey glaze. A honey glaze. Right. And that then, was a little pun. And then, sat, and then Tuesday, you end up, did you wake up okay on Tuesday? Uh, I woke up. My ears were still ringing Tuesday. And <laughs> that was the other thing. It felt like somebody was blowing like a dog whistle in my ear for three straight days. It just didn't stop. My headache had subsided, but the, the ringing was still there. It was like, somebody answered the damn phone? And I went and I got checked out. They, you know, they did more of the test and they, they confirmed again, there's no brain bleed. This is basically, there's nothing you could do for a concussion as long as the brain's not bleeding. You just have to rest it. And I've, I've been told, don't, you know, work out, do any kind of activity. Yeah, all that hard working out and all the thinking that you do and all the brain puzzles. They want me to wait until 24 hours after my last lightheaded episode. I have been pretty good today. The lights were hurting me in the studio that we were taping this on Wednesday. (laughs) I think I will take another day off from working out. I am uh, sure. looks like I'm declaring myself out for flag football Sunday. Oh wow! Uh, though now I'm being called a you know a, a bad word by several teammates saying you know Luke Keekley would get out there. Mm. But uh, you know I got to think about my career too, my real career. I can't be missing days to be concussed. Even so, though you missed a day because you had the sun flu, and you missed a day because you had asbestos poisoning. Right. I only miss for serious injuries. Sun flu, asbestos, poison, concussions. Little sniffles, I'm here. Well, that's what's kind of amazing is that in the last calendar year, you've missed three days of work for three things that nobody else has ever suffered. The sun flu was three years ago. It was during my high school reunion. Sun flu, nobody's ever missed work The asbestos for. happened this year, but again, you saw the construction. <laughs> and we didn't officially call it asbestos. And a concussion in a non-contact sport. Yeah, which, you know, had a little contact in. Listen, I think everybody here should be grateful that I'm okay. I think everybody should be grateful that I didn't inconvenience anybody on on Monday and Sunday. And I think everybody should appreciate the job I've done here. It's just, you know, you just hide behind excuses at opportune times. That's what's frustrating. What excuse did I make for anything? You know, I... You and I are good friends. I I do... I'm beginning to question that based on Trash Tuesday. I do have compassion for you. Um, I want to see your career succeed. I want to see you elevate. Uh, I appreciate the work that you've done for me and for the show. But, you know, on Monday you come in. Here we go. And your first your first thing, you didn't text me Sunday like, hey, man, I suffered a concussion. I'm kind of banged up. I'm, I'm dodgy tomorrow. Like, I'm Because really I didn't want this reaction out of you. This is exactly why I didn't text you Sunday because you'd be like, come on, man. Are you kidding me? I was just going to bite my lip. And if, and if I got my freaking appointment for Tuesday afternoon, I, I was thinking about not even telling you because I knew this would happen. And here we are. Well, you were gonna have to miss work, so how are you gonna not tell? Because me? if my appointment was to be like, let's say, if they could have got me like a five p.m. appointment on Tuesday, I could have come to work, and I would have, I would have not listened to the doctor's orders of bed rest and came and done my job because I care about this program. Yeah, but I had to miss work, so and I knew I was fuzzy, and I knew I wasn't myself Monday, and you came at me with attitude right away because I sent you a topicless title that simply said Monday topicless, and you said, ah, I need leadership out of you. I need juice. <laughs> ah. And I had to say, you know what, DA, pump the brakes here. I'm working, you know, basically in a fog. I got a concussion playing football, and that opened the floodgates. Now I know, <laughs> keep my mouth shut.
You'll never know another injury that happens to me again. Well, don't you you don't you realize you put yourself in these situations? Because last Wednesday's PGP or last Tuesday, you beat your chest. I'm a great leader. People follow me. I'm a leader. I think I am. And then Monday comes around and you give me a crap topic list title. And then I go, what happened? And you go, May, you know, I'm suffer from a concussion, man. Don't I'm like, what? Don't turn me into ship. <laughs> You're like, uh, you know, it's just, it's been tough. I, I can't deal with the lights, man. I'm just really struggling this morning. I'm like, well, what do you mean? You want leadership, and then you also want sympathy. And you, know, you also want an out for doing a worse job. You're you like an NFL coach in the 80s. Like, uh, you know, a player can't come and say they have a concussion. You're going to be, get the heck out there. Shut up. What are you talking about? Well, also... You can't tell me, the, you know, you care about CT in the NFL and they turn around to your old producer and say, get in there. <laughs> they are suffering concussions by 250-pound guys hurtling toward their head with shoulder pads and helmets. My you, guy weighed 275. Do the math. Who played flag football. And so, and also, number two, I don't believe you. Sam didn't believe you. Uh, Danielle go. didn't believe you. Brock doesn't believe you. Shocking. Berman doesn't believe you. And everybody on the show yesterday, it was Bilotti's idea for everybody to trash you. Oh, a week after he played Luigi and was tired of not getting the attention. Interesting how that timing works out. So don't you find it interesting that everybody in your inner circle doubts your credibility? It tells me I got a lot of frenemies. (laughs) Got a lot of frenemies. Nobody can be trusted here. So now I know going forward, if I'm ever banged up or sick again, and I'm sick to the point I can get anybody else sick. I am coming to work. I'm coughing on everybody. If I, I don't care if my arm is hanging out of its socket. If the train derails on the way to work, I'm going to be here. And I'm not going to tell anybody what's going on. Because that's the kind of leader I am. I am a warrior. Kellen Winslow. <laughs> if I'm Ronnie Lott, i got to take the, the, the <laughs> finger I pick keyboard chicken out and chop it off. I'll be here. That's it. <laughs> Saturday, I'm heading down to the Plains, Auburn for Georgia and Auburn, one versus 10. So stay tuned for a Nomad episode next week on that game. My trip to Auburn, my first trip to the Plains. Stay tuned for Sunday morning football, Sunday morning from Atlanta, which is where I'm going to be flying in and out of for the game. So I'll have instantaneous reaction from um, from Atlanta for the big game. So coming up, side B, you going to talk to Bilotti about uh, Concussion Gate? Uh, I I hope that to be the case. Tell the truth. Though he might have Tell to... Tell the truth. He might, he might have to leave soon. So I, I'm going to see what I can scrounge together here. I don't even know when this is getting released. So my my plan is within the next 45 minutes of us taping this, I hope this PGP is up with Bilotti on side B. If that doesn't work out, call Brock. All right. Well, somebody's getting on here. Tell the truth. All right, goodbye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, as you just heard, get crucified on side A of the Permission Granted Good. Podcast. The Good. executive producer of the A Show and host of side B. And joined by, uh, as we just questioned whether he'd be able to do it, Pete the Body Bilotti for what will be an abbreviated side B, which is fine because we went along with side A. Pete, let's jump right into it. Uh, myself and Damon were just talking about it. I mean, are you freaking kidding me? With the Trash Tuesday nonsense that you pulled? And I have to find out from guys on this show, that that was your idea to have everybody trash me? And you guys played off like it's a coincidence. You'll have something to trash about me. It was your idea, knowing how badly banged up I was, to go through with this whole plan of everybody trashes me for something stupid and make me look like an idiot in front of management and coworkers. Well, first of all, you look you, you look like that without me trashing you. 
So at some points. Uh, please. But why why you? You're supposed to be my I, backbone. I, I did it as a you know, uh as they say, imitation is the most serious form of flattery and we only do it because we love you. I did I did it as a way to make you laugh. And make us laugh, especially. Yeah, you did it. You didn't do it to make me laugh. You did it to make you guys laugh. You didn't know I was listening at the time. I, you had no idea I was listening. I, I I do everything from the heart. Yeah, from the heart. Everything from the heart. Sounds like a load of crap to it, me. It, it's uh, not my not my. I didn't injure you, so you don't take it out on me. No, but I, you know I, what, I, Pete? Yes. Just a week earlier on Halloween, you dressed as Luigi and went into a whole thing about why you were Luigi, and Luigi never gets any of the credit. That's right. Screw Mario, ba 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 And DA fired back by saying, you know, maybe there's something deeper there with Pete playing Luigi, and, and maybe he's tired of me, talking about me, and and me getting attention. You And all of a sudden, the moment I'm banged up and I'm out, you pounce on me. Is that what Luigi would do to Mario? Take a freaking uh, plunger and stick it up at, you know? That's what Luigi should do to Mario. And that's what you did to me. Now I, so now I can no longer trust you. <laughs> now there's a trust issue, which I think is a big problem. That is not true. That is not true at all. Because if this shoe was on the other foot, what would Mraz do? Oh, I'm the biggest. I just went over this whole. I'm the biggest team player. I dumped out today when DA was trying to throw people under the bus for drinking before work. I dumped it. You know why? Because I'm not a rat. And I support everybody. Well, now, now, you, now you've told everybody on the podcast. So No. Well, that, listen. There are things <laughs> things I am not happy with. And then number two, number the stage two. from this whole thing while I'm out, this Tuesday show while I'm out, I made sure to tweet my loyal fans, okay? My fans. Your fan. The people people that follow me who heard that, that lashing I got from you guys to let them know, hashtag I am a warrior. I came not. to work. And I went through, you know, all this, all this stuff. I, you know, I tweeted to send the message that I, I'm listening because I care about my job, even while I'm banged up. I'm in concussion protocol. And DA doesn't even read those tweets on the air. I found that interesting. Doesn't read the tweets on the air, which tell me he knew I was in the right and tried to feed me to the wolves, to listeners who maybe aren't following me on Twitter and don't know that I'm sitting there listening, doing my job hard. Was there any conversation to read my tweets on the air? I want, I want to know and I want answers. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares, really. Well, uh, we, people we must just, care because you thought it was a good idea to trash me. I, I thought it was a great idea. It made me laugh. Okay. That's why I did it. So so why do you mean then nobody cares? Nobody cares about uh, how you're a warrior. Uh, we Would you at least admit that I am a warrior? I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, I guess I'll take a maybe because nobody <laughs> maybe. else seems to be saying yes. Maybe. So. No, no, but like – you got a concussion playing f- flag football. Yeah, okay. And that's another thing, too. DA makes fun of that, right? We got almost three weeks worth of content for a star player on another team tearing an Achilles playing flag football. He was a warrior, though. Okay, Mr. Six is what we're referencing. He's on a, a game the DA and Penn's broadcast on Facebook Live slash the DA show. How about show. this, though? How about this, though? Maybe if you didn't, maybe if you didn't run your mouth, you would have you been able to play and you would have been all warmed up to where you would have avoided a concussion. How about that? Let's talk about that. Well, to be fair, we, we only had 10 guys on our team of 16 because a lot of people, because of turn back the clocks and stuff, missed the game. Oh, that's so my bench, really um, leadership right my, there. My, my benching never happened. Um, oh, so it never happened. It never ended up happening because of that. So I had to start because of a lack of bodies, which was good for me. So I was warmed so up. So you weren't prepared, though. Well, I would say the team wasn't prepared. And, and if you want to question my leadership, if that's because I didn't have the team fired up, we came out very flat. Um, there was a lot of drinking done late Saturday night. So you're throwing me. your team under the bus now. Well, I think the whole team needs to be thrown under the bus. Well, but weren't you a leader, though? 
I would say this, and I don't think it's any secret if you were one of the six fans in attendance at West Babylon Junior High School on Sunday. Uh, for Six what? and a half. There was a dog there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Uh, if you were in attendance at the game, you know I was the best player on the field on Sunday for our team. Four catches, so, no drops, blocks like crazy, and and ended up playing a couple snaps after suffering a concussion. So what you're saying, so what you're saying is you're more of a warrior and you're more of a of a gamer than anybody on your team. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I th- well, well, you're a leader too. I'm definitely a leader, but I think I think I need help from the leadership council on the team. I think a lot of people well, leadership don't. Leadership council. It's flag football. It's a it's a locker room. What are you room. talking it's about? An NFL locker mentality. Room. You play on a field with six people watching you. There's no locker room. Well, the locker room is the bench on the sideline. Yeah, a wood bench is probably old. Or the group chat. You know, the locker room's like a it's it's like an amoeba. It's a thing. It's That's not. An it's amoeba. A, I don't mean it to be physical. Okay. An amoeba is like a fake cloud, right? <laughs> What is amoeba? Let's not get into that. We don't have time for that. Is that an amoeba or an a- amoeba? Amoeba. Is that the fake? Like it's a hypothetical blob. It's so so your locker room is a hypothetical blob. Right. You know we we everybody communicates. It's like the culture. The folks, locker room is the culture. Folks, I'm not saying this stuff. He's saying this stuff. He's saying stuff. That, and explain it. Did he, I get amoeba right? He, I, <laughs> he's saying his locker room is a blob. That he is a leader, but no one played well on his team, and he says he's a he's a better player than everybody else. Well, hold on, the Patriots stunk on opening night versus Kansas City. Is Tom Brady not a good leader? Well, would B- Bill Belichick be saying that though to his about his t- players? He would say Tom's a good leader. How come he didn't follow him? You would say that to the media. Well, no, because he doesn't say anything to the media. But well, we're the media. Why are you saying that? Uh, good point. That was a burp at CBS PDB. Is me. All right. Well, we're going to wrap that up on that note. Uh, Pete is not a good friend. He's a traitor. And I will leave everybody with this. I am a warrior, guys. I was really banged up. I suffered whatever tests I had to suffer. I came in Monday when I didn't have to to save other people from doing extra work. Save them. And for that, I should be credited. And everybody says, oh, you're always looking for pats on the back. Well, when I don't get pats on the back for doing heroic efforts and things, it is hurtful. And it's hurtful for any listener out there to assume that I was not banged up headwise, mentally. But I will recover, and I will be back. I was contemplating retirement. I will not. <laughs> Last week in the PGP, I vowed a Super Bowl, and I am still here to bring a Super Bowl to the Young Gun fans. No matter how bad my head is banged up, I will clear this concussion protocol eventually, be on the field, and there will be ticker tape falling on Long Island at some point this winter. You could follow Pete <laughs> at CBS PDB. You can follow me <laughs> at Mraz CBS. Have a good week, everyone. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.